Before we start this episode, I'd like to say hello to Bailey Winsenberg. Hope you're having a great day, Bailey, and thank you for listening to our podcast. Also, this is our first episode with a perspective seasonal. So after Justin finishes his first summer up here in Alaska, we'll have him back on to see how it all went. But until then, here's the show. I thought like when I went to went to college out, out in Bowling Green, which is only three hours from my hometown, that was big for me at the time. I went from a town of a couple thousand people to a town of, I think there's what, 20, 30,000 people in Bowling Green, which is not a big town, but it was for me at the time. It was a big city for me. And I loved I loved that town so much. It was so much fun. Lived there another year or so after, year, year and a half after college. I think coming here will be an adventure like that for me, where you go someplace you're uncomfortable with, and then you look at the friends you made, the connections you made, the just the, the great people that do all kinds of different things and teach you about life, and I think that will be similar with Catch Can for me. This is the Seasonals Podcast, a show where we talk to people living the seasonal lifestyle, we take an in-depth look at the decision points they've encountered along the way. Justin Deininger. How are you doing, Justin? Fantastic. Good. So, Justin, this is his first summer coming up to Ketchikan. Uh, he's Ryan Deininger's brother, who's an editor for the Seasonals. He left Ohio, not his first time out, but this is his first foray into the seasonal lifestyle. So, Justin, my first question is, why did you decide to make the leap? Well, there just wasn't a lot going on in Ohio anymore, really. Uh, I was farming back there. And that kind of dried up, didn't have a place I was renting, didn't have a job, and uh, it's kind of depressing, I guess. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I didn't have anything holding me back, really, so I figured um, instead of getting some crummy job in Ohio, I'd see how Alaska was for the summer, and that seemed pretty interesting. Yeah, so you'd heard plenty about it. Sure. What were some of the highlights that you were kind of looking forward to when you got up here? Oh, uh, you know, my brother Ryan's been here for five years or six. Maybe this will be a six year. That'll be the highlight. Hanging out with Ryan for more than a week or two at a time, basically. <laughs> uh, you know, through you and Ryan, I've got to know a lot of people up here. Um, so that should be cool. What are some of the like outdoor stuff that you like doing i mean there's the water here the hiking here yeah sure i've never lived near the ocean or anything like that and that's very appealing i think i'll find a lot to do with that doing uh hopefully do a lot of fishing go catch some salmon (laughs) and uh just get to know how boats work (laughs) that'd be awesome because i you know if you don't grow up around this stuff you don't know what's going on yeah what uh what's the biggest fish you've ever caught Oh, geez. Uh, probably some big carp or something stupid like that. Nothing. Uh, we've got some real nice bass, but nothing like you guys have here. Uh, yeah, but how big? How big? Is uh, like arm size? Or? Yeah, I, I may be like a small arm, like a 12-year-old's arm or something. <laughs> okay, so when we get you out halibut fishing and you reel in like a 57-pounder. That'll be the biggest. Okay. <laughs> Eat pretty easy. Okay. I'm thinking about kind of 
what you're going to what you're going to see here that you you didn't in Ohio. So obviously the fish are a little bit bigger and the mountains are a little bit bigger and there's an ocean here. But what's something maybe like inwardly you're looking forward to? I feel like it's a whole different culture of people here. You guys are all traveling and here for the summer basically and um, get to try out a lot of new things. I think if you're stuck in a place for too long, you get, you know, there's a whole culture about it. You and your friends end up thinking all the same things. You end up um, getting stuck in those ruts where you just, you have your routine and that's what you do. Come up here, be able to change that. And I want to focus on uh, just bettering myself and learning and trying a lot of new things. Um, being more open to more ideas, uh, learning a lot from the knowledge you guys have of the area and just how different people live their lives up here, I guess. So a lot of new things, not getting stuck in a rut. What are sort of some of the strategies you're going to use? Unknown. <laughs> Unknown. <laughs> to be determined. Yeah, we'll see. plan on getting getting involved with a lot of things. Friend Devin here, I've been trying to just hang out with him, hang out on his boats, hang out with... Uh, Whoever has something going on, met your friend Shelly the other night, invited us over to her place. That was awesome. Just trying to meet new people, new friends, go to community events. You're going to the monthly grind. Absolutely. In April. Yep. One of my goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. One of one of the highlights of the early and late season since they don't happen in the in the middle of the summer. Not sure what the monthly grind is yet, but I'm gonna find out, I'm sure. I think based on the name, I'm going to let you figure it out. Sure. Because they could go either way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I know you're big into music. I've been listening to uh, your work with Apologize to the Destroyers um, in the last couple of days. What are your, since Ketchikan has like a really big music scene, a lot of uh, live bands, a lot of really, really talented artists, um, do you have any plans to get involved into that? Absolutely. I'd love to love to find someone to drum for. That'd be great. I don't really care what kind of band it is. It'd just be fun to get back into doing that while I'm here. I haven't been in um I've been playing with my church a lot every Sunday, but uh I haven't been in like a, a band outside of that for a long time and that should be a lot of fun. You have any leads yet? Uh not really. We'll figure it out. I uh I also hope to get a Get a computer, make some electronic music while I'm here. But um, my buddy will have to build me one and mail it to me when I start working, find some money up here. <laughs> I've been thinking lately about when people get into a new like social scene, a new culture, a new new friend groups. So you you definitely have your foot in the door. You, you know you've met a lot of the people up here already. But I was just talking today about our friend Manda, and she, when she came up here, she works for the Coast Guard. She decided that she was going to start reaching out, calling people, trying to do everything she can, and become like as close to a social butterfly as she could. You know, put herself out there, and even take the planning part um, onto herself if need be. And I thought that was really interesting because she said, yeah, normally that's not who I am, but here the people I know think that's that's sort of a, a part of me. They they say, oh, you're really good at this. And she's like, well, I'm just trying as hard as I can. <laughs> and I thought that was, that was really cool because 
it's, I mean, for me, I, once I know someone or people, I'm, I'm good at being friends with them or staying in the social scene and get, you know, doing things. But if I don't know anybody, like my first summer here, I, I didn't meet a ton of people. And so I'm not great at that either. What have you been doing so far? Or like, what do you, what sort of plans like hers do you have to kind of take the reins on that? Well, uh, I usually don't have a problem meeting a bunch of people. I mean, knowing you and Ryan, I've been coming up here for a week at a time the last couple of years. I probably know I'm going to Columbia with you. I probably know about 30 people here, I'm sure, at least. And I get introduced to someone else, multiple people every day. So, and not everyone's even here yet. So I don't think it'll be too much of a problem to, and I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I might be quiet first, but I'm an extrovert. I like the social aspects. I don't like to just hide out at home. So I don't think it'll be a problem for me. I live right downtown there. So I don't think it'll be a problem for me to meet a lot of people, a lot of quality friends and to hang out with them regularly, learn a lot, things like that. I don't think I don't think I have to I don't think I'm a person that has to plan it and and go really far out of who I am to hang out with a bunch of people. Mm. I'm not really worried about it. So what about the job situation? You you came up here. Well, when you came to Columbia, I said, if you come to Columbia, I'll get you a job as a bartender on the island. <laughs> and so Oh, so, I've been working at it. <laughs> So we get you into the, into the Arctic, get a good word. Sure. Jury's still out on whether you'll be working there or not. Yeah. But let's just say you get a bartending job for the summer. End of the summer rolls around. What is best case scenario financially, socially, plans for the winter, and otherwise? Uh, I don't have any plans for the winter. There's no way I'm making plans yet for the winter. Well, I mean, I'm pretty open to anything. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm open to staying here. I'm open to going somewhere else. I'm open to going back and helping farm in the fall with my dad um, after the season's over here. That really doesn't matter. I mean, of course, I want to save a bunch of money if I possibly can, but um, I'm not extremely worried about the financial aspects of it all, I guess. I just want to make it through, make enough money to get through the summer and have the time of my life up here. I want to hike fish, hang out with friends, start, uh, hopefully find someone to start drumming with regularly, things like that. And, um, I'm not going to make a bunch of plans for after the season or even like financial goals for what happens after the season. I'm going to just kind of let that come to me, how it comes to me. Right. So what I'm asking is what's best case scenario, best case scenario. I mean, I would say, you know, bunch of money, <laughs> right. bunch of Giant fish stories, bunch of hikes under your belt. Hot women. Yeah. Off the um, cruise ship. Yeah. Some I join a band that's touring the country and do that all winter. You right. Know? And um, <laughs> best case scenario. You want, you want me to tell you? I had a dream last uh, night that you were in. Sure. So <clears throat> I had a bunch of crazy dreams last night, but they all seemed, they felt like they tied in together. And in one part, I was at a show in, like, <laughs> VIP, and it was your show, and you were performing, and Jamie Foxx was up there, too. Nice. It was you, Absolutely. you were the headliner, but Jamie Foxx was, like, just 
hanging out with you on stage. I think that's very doable. I I absolutely wouldn't be. I, it didn't surprise me. Sure. I didn't feel like this must be a dream. Right. It felt real. Yeah. And let me. I. Jamie, Jamie Fox was making fun of somebody, and I, I messaged somebody this morning to tell them about it. Let me see. Oh, you guys were making fun of Game of Thrones. Oh, that's great! I haven't even watched it. <laughs> yeah, no, he was making like he was making jokes about all the different characters while you were like playing music. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was yeah, just I told I was like yeah, this is great. This is what's going on. I asked Ryan about that show one time, and I said, look, I don't like I don't really like to watch a lot of stuff that's uh, real uh, supernatural and everything. He's like, oh no, it's just you know. There is an army of the undead on the outside of town, but I said, well, I'm out. I've got better use of my time. Yeah, they've got an ice dragon. They... Sure. He's like, now that I think about it, there's there's magic. Yeah. I, I Guys know. and girls with swords. Mm. Tell me a little bit about what a normal day on the farm was back in Ohio. Oh, it depends on the season. That's one of the interesting things about farmies. You don't do the same thing couple days in a row most of the time you always got something things come up uh, a lot of times you don't even know what you're going to get into before you're doing it before you're there and something happens and you're <laughs> putting out fires you know yeah 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 you know oh you know i mean one day is like it's thanksgiving right and you've got sick cattle <laughs> you know you have to make these cattle be able to treat them you know what i mean so you're just busting your hump all day doing that. Surprise. So, st- I mean, anything like that can happen. In your springtime, you're planting, uh, tilling ground, things like that. And then, you know, fall, you have harvest. You're always taking care of cows. Um, anything can happen. So, let's say fall day. Sure. Middle of the season. What time do you wake up? Oh, probably around 7, really. Okay. More of a late guy. We don't have milk cows, so I don't have to milk them at 5.30. Smart. <laughs> uh, you know, the spring and fall seasons, that's just it. You you work as much as you possibly can. You know, if it's a nice day, you're going to get up as soon as you can. You're going to go to bed as late as you can and uh, wake up and do it again. Okay. So get the crop in the ground. Get the crop off the field. You know, that's the deal. All right. So you wake up at 7, coffee, eggs, go to Go into the farm. Sure. What are you doing first? Uh, I usually meet with. I usually would meet with my dad for a little bit and uh, just make a little basic plan, then hit the ground running. You know, if I'm, I'd well, I'd feed the cattle, feed the cattle first, then, and then uh, usually I have a bunch of little things to take care of. Stuff you broke the day before, you gotta fix. You know. Yeah. <laughs> a like, lot. Of times. What's sometimes? What's one thing you broke the morning before? Oh, you're always breaking everything. You break, you know, I mean, tires go out. You have, um, you know, bearings go out on stuff. You have broken change. You need to change the discs on uh, the planner or there's a million different things. You've got uh, just tons of problems. It's it's ridiculous, really. (laughs) All right. So something's broke. You fix it. It's fixed. What do you do next? Get back to work. Sorry. So what's that work look like? Oh, you just, 
I, quit beating around I, the bush. I don't know. Give me a yeah, day. Give you me just a day. You're farming, you know? You didn't farm. What is that? I'm, I, I, I want to know what that means. Oh, you load up the, you know, you load up the planter. You go drive to your field and you, uh, you plant until uh, the hopper starts yelling at you. You need some more seed. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you're checking planting depth. No, it's what the, you put the seed in. Okay. The seed goes in the hopper like and it drains hopper. down. Okay. Yeah, yeah, basically. And it goes out to the different or rows. A Minecraft hopper. Okay. Sure. It goes, yeah, it goes down to the different rows and you plant your corn. And uh, if you're drilling beans, it's just basically the same thing. And uh, try not to run out of seed. Go, you know, fill it up, keep planting corn. <laughs> how much of the field can you do in a day? Well, it depends on how big the field is. <laughs> If I have a, if I have a, if it's a five acre field, I can do a lot of them. Okay. And take a lot. Yeah, I've got a, we had a 50 acre field. Now you try to get that done in the day. So you can do 50. Uh, You can do more than that, I guess. And the 50 acre field went pretty quick. Um, uh, You can do 70, 70 probably if you have a field like that and you go to another decent field. So 70 acres. Yeah, probably about that with corn. And then, um, yeah. Beans you could do, oh, 80, I suppose. I'm sure I've done more than that. Uh, getting up real early, finishing it, you know, one in the morning or something stupid. If it's going to rain the next day, you just go as long as you possibly can and right. until you're falling asleep in the tractor. <laughs> so you can do it at night? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Does you the tractor can... have headlights? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a, you know, cab tractor for doing that stuff. Yeah, you can do it till your heart's content or you start seeing weird things. <laughs> like cows doing cheerleader triangles? Or sure. Like, uh, or one time I had, was, I had a big big jar of planters, peanuts in the tractor. Right? And big I'm, jar. Yeah, one of the Sam's Club jars. King know? size. Yeah, king size. And That's I'm, a big boy. I'm eating them, you know, all throughout the day. You know, and it's, it's like 10 o'clock at night and I want to get a lot done. And my stomach, I had the worst stomach ache in the whole world. <laughs> and you just go for another couple hours and, and die on the inside. <laughs> yeah, so your gut is eating you from the inside. Right. And so what you... And you just go as long as you can. How long did you go? Midnight? I think I went to midnight that night, yeah. What would you do right after? I probably drank a beer and went to bed. <laughs> yeah, mystery gut rot. Yeah. Right. Yeah, nobody can figure it it's out. It's the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan assures me it's not the coffee. <laughs> yeah, heartburn can't be the coffee. It's never the coffee's fault. All right, well, let me tell you what a day as a bartender in Alaska is. Hey, there you okay. go. All right, you're going to wake up around 11. Mm-hmm. You're going to roll around. You're Maybe not you, but this is what I do. <laughs> got to wake up at 11. You're going to roll around. You're going to get up. You might eat breakfast. You may eat lunch. Farming, there's no lunch. Yeah. That's how the picture. And so then you're going to, you're, maybe you're going to go for a hike. You're going to go try to get some free time social stuff and meet, meet up with friends, meet somebody for lunch, get together, hike, maybe go kayaking out on the water. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe you're going to drum or do some music on the computer or whatever else. And then about four o'clock rolls around and you're like, oh, no. It's coming. It's coming. Here it comes. So you're going to want to get in the shower. You're going to pick out, you know, what you're wearing tonight. You're going to think, okay, what day is it? So if it's a Monday through Thursday, okay, if it's a Monday, Tuesday, or Thursday, you're thinking, all right, something crazy is going to happen tonight. Mm -hmm. 
we're going to be busy twice for about an hour each time. I don't know when that's going to be, but something crazy is going to happen. And I, I have to mentally prepare myself for that. Wednesday, you're going to know nothing's going to happen. Absolutely. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. No, there may not be a, a soul that walks in sure. the whole night. It's Friday, Saturday. Obviously, you're going to be packed from 9.30 until 1.55 a.m. Sure. And it's you're not going to be able to look up. It's just making drinks, making drinks, making drinks constantly. And getting your your bouncer's attention to get some drunk person out of there or stop a fight or whatever else. You're also going to be pissed at your DJ because they're playing all the way until 155. So you, you don't have time to get people out there while the music's still playing. Four on the floor, baby. <laughs> right. So then you're doing a little bit of cleanup, and then you're out of there about 3 a.m. Sunday is pretty laid back. A little bit. It's a little bit of a mix between like Tuesday, Wednesday. Pretty slow, but there, there are always people in there on Sunday. And so you're going to get out of work, and you're one of two people. You're either like me, where as soon as work's over, you can fall asleep right there. Or you're someone that can't do that and where you've got to wind down. you got to either watch a movie or do whatever else to just get your nerves down and then finally go to sleep at maybe 5 a.m. And that's why you wake up at 11. So I need some blackout curtains. You absolutely need right, blackout curtains. Right, right. Because the sun's going to be out when you get out of work at 3 or 3.30 in the morning. I was here during the solstice two years ago, and I think, yeah, the sun came up at three. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's wild. I've never had a worse sleep schedule in my life than when I went back to Ohio. (laughs) Yeah, going west to east is terrible for your circadian rhythm. I think the solstice really messed with me then. Absolutely. Because it's, I mean, I'm sure it's worse up north, but here it's 3.30 to 11. Right. Right out. Yeah. Never really, like, yeah, there's still like a haze of yeah, it's, it's <laughs> twilight for about three weeks. It never goes less than twilight. Right. Yeah, just a dim on the horizon. Mm-hmm. You can see the outline. Of see the, the glow. Yeah. Yeah. Wild times. Yeah. What do you think about this whole seasonal thing? It's your first foray into it. You're a couple weeks in. I think it's interesting. Uh, I'm really excited for Ryan to get back. Ryan and Tosh, that'd be, that'd be really good for me to see. Ryan and Tosh when they get here. But um, I'm really excited about it. I think it should be the fun summer of my life. Pretty easy. Shouldn't be a lot to do around here. A lot of new things. A lot of people. Yeah. A lot of new adventures. So what about what I'm asking about is, you know, you come here for the summer and then you either travel or go somewhere else, work in the winter. And you either come back here or go somewhere else next summer. You know, it's kind of Five months on, five months somewhere else, right? month or two in between shoulder season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Ryan goes to New Zealand He's been or Australia. He's been doing that for a couple of years, and that's kind of his home away from Ketchikan. I don't know. Like I said, I don't want to make a bunch of plans for the fall, but um, if I had, you know, if it's fall right now, what am I going to do? I'm going to go home and do some farming for a while and then see if I want to, you know, I went on the Columbia trip with you, which was amazing. That was, uh, what, 18 days or something like that. That was yeah. cool. It was great. Maybe something like that would be awesome to do again in the winter. Yeah, Ryan said I wasn't going to be able to get you out of the country. Right. You hit me up on the perfect day. You could not have called me on a more perfect day to go on that trip. I was just like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah. It was, all right, I'll book the ticket. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get the passport. Me. I think I got the passport applied for the next day. Yeah. 
So, or, yeah, I, or whatever Monday it was, you know, the next possible day I could do it. I thought I was going to, you know, have to get on you about it. But the next day when I called, you were like, yeah, I did it. Yeah. So I applied, <laughs> yeah. You know, he tried to get me to not buy the expedited, but I need it. So, right. I think I bought the Columbia ticket and then the catch a can ticket, like real close together. And it was just like, I'm going. Like, I've had enough of this. I'm ready to get out of Ohio. <laughs> I'm going up there. We'll see what happens. Just, you know, just kind of uh, get out of the get out of the groove you're in. You know what I mean? Get comfortable living a little bit. It was exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. For sure. It's, um, yeah, because we, so you and I, for backstory, we went to college together for sure. the one year that I went to college. Yeah. And it just, to me. Yeah, that's how this all, that's why I'm here. Right. Because <laughs> right. you went to Bowling Green for a year. <laughs> I got what I needed out of it. <laughs> sure you did. I got eight best friends out of it. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And so, but what I'm thinking is this doesn't seem like the Justin I knew back then, this doesn't seem like something that you would be interested in. Right. I think the whole thing is just um, with, I loved farming, but it's it's not working out that I can farm full time. And it's kind of time to, time to have a little adventure again. Right. I thought like when I went to went to college out out in Bowling Green, which is only uh, three hours from my hometown, that was that was big for me at the time. I went from a town of a couple thousand people to a town of I think there's what twenty thirty thousand people in Bowling Green yeah. in the school season, which is not a big town, but it was for me at the time. It was a big city for me, and uh, just taken and I loved I loved that town so much. It was so much fun live there another year or so after year year and a half after college i think coming here will be an adventure like that for me where you go someplace you're uncomfortable with the only person i knew in bowling green was uh sean milhone shout sean right uh and then you look at the friends you made the connections you made the just the, the great people that do all kinds of different things and teach you about life and i think that'll be similar for catch camp with catch camp for me really excited yeah i think that's a great way of looking at it it makes me feel good about i mean i knew i know that you're gonna have a great summer but it sounds like you've got it um you got it figured out on the inside too i hope so you got a great way of looking at it i hope so (laughs) i will see yeah so what if uh you know what if we need somebody that um to you know, water ski behind a, a float plane. Can we come to you for that? You can try. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we can try. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not a good water skier. Oh, we don't need that and I, water skier. I, we need somebody with the balls to <laughs> try it. Yeah, well, uh, as long as I don't get lifted off. Let go. It might be a little <laughs> Could be cool. Why wouldn't you try it? I mean... <laughs> I'd fall before anything bad happened. Yeah. would be fine. Yeah, you just let go. No big deal. Right. Watch out for the driftwood. Yeah. It'll get you. Yeah. I think the pilot will be good enough to dodge the driftwood. You'd hope. Who's the pilot? You'd think. Oh, we'll find one. We'll find a good one. Like Ryan to fly it. Steal a float plane. Step one. Get behind it with some skis. Profit. How hard can it be? Yeah. <laughs> we'll get that guy that took us out last year. Oh yeah! Wow, that lake. That guy was good. Hopefully, with not the not with the same wind situation. Going yeah. <laughs> Maybe it'd be funner with the wind. Probably. 
it'd be okay for the skier and maybe not the pilot. So what is what is something that a seasonal that you're going to meet up here wouldn't know about you that they could come to you and ask and you'd be like really excited about it? Like something that is somebody walks up and they have this question and it's a key to just unlocking that situation where you're like, did we just become best friends? Right. Like what do they approach you with that just knocks you off your feet and says, I'm hanging out with this person? Mm, probably the... Uh Probably the electronic music stuff would be right up my alley. That's why I love Kissner. I oh, mean, yeah. Well, one of the reasons I love Kissner. Mm-hmm. That kid ran into me in the Safeway with a shopping cart yesterday. <laughs> he hit you with it? It was insane. He was he just has his he head down. He, he well, I'm I'm there, we're getting some groceries. I'm there with Jesse getting some groceries. And we're trying to figure out what we're getting or whatever and out of the corner of my eye i see this guy with his head down with his sh- just pushing his shopping it looks like one of these weirdos in town right and he's pushing this cart and i see oh he's gonna hit me i got i gotta get out of this guy's way so i duck down like kind of uh beside the bread shelf or wherever i'm at and this guy turns right into me <laughs> I'm, like, I'm running and trying to run up scoot away from skitter away from him and he hits me the stupid shopping cart. I'm like, this guy's going to die. <laughs> and then it's like Kissner, he's dying laughing. <laughs> I was, I didn't know. I, it was unbelievable. It killed me. It slayed me. I was about to, uh, it was awesome. He's from Philadelphia. You, yeah, he's you from, know. you never know what to expect. He is one of the craziest in town. <laughs> so Tim Kissner was on episode three of, three or four of, our podcast. Did you listen to that one? Probably not. It's just two hours of Kissner telling insane stories. Oh gosh, I don't have any stories. To Asia, <laughs> to, I mean, it's insane. Right. I mean, he's shearing alpacas that are screaming. He's yeah sitting next to a dead pig on a bus going through China. Yeah, he's telling me about his farming in uh, Australia just the other day. Yeah, amazing. It's crazy. He's yeah, got, we've got pictures of him. Like, just hanging out with kangaroos. Right. Like, and snakes. Like, laying around <laughs> with kangaroos, like, in a, like, cuddle puddle with, like, four kangaroos. Like, what? This guy's insane. And he's always doing something different. Yeah. He's so interesting. Yeah, he's, he's, he's an adventure whore. Right. Yeah, absolutely. An adventure <laughs> whore. And he, lo- he wants every job there possibly sure. is. Yeah. I don't know if I'm that guy. Yeah, but he's really into... <laughs> Electronic music. Yeah, he really does like his electronic music, which yeah. I really appreciate. Yeah. I have good conversations with Tim about that stuff. So seasonal comes up and they say, hey, I've got this $3,000 DJ board, sound board, whatever. And I know how to do some stuff, but I'm looking for somebody to work with to up my game. I just want someone to make some weird stuff with me. <laughs> They're into weird stuff. Oh, yeah. Make some weird music. Okay. Twiddle those knobs. Twiddling. Yeah. One and two. <laughs> yeah. All right. You hear it, you heard it here first. <laughs> you know, just come up and ask. Seasonals are. Ask Justin about this weird computer <laughs> music. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. So is there any other question that I didn't ask you you think I should? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Too many questions. Well, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Um uh, it's. I mean, this is their first episode of somebody that hasn't gotten into the lifestyle yet. And so I think it's an important perspective to have of like what you expect with absolutely no 
expectations. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't expect. Uh, I don't have a lot. To, I don't know what to expect with it. It's gonna be an adventure. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Well, I think you'll be able to survive financially, and and I think you'll be successful with the rest of it. So, good luck this summer. I'm really glad to have you up here. Thanks, Jerry. Appreciate you having me. Yeah! That's yeah. it. That's the episode. The seasonals are Kelly Mogg, Ryan Deininger, me, Joey Ravinsky. The theme song by Ryan Deininger, Joe Williams, Louis Leva, Chappie, Thomas Hamilton. Follow us on Instagram at the seasonals underscore. Like us on Facebook. Listen to our next episode. That's it. We're out. Yeah.